escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, auditing and accounting firm KPMG predicts doubling of Ghana's GDP growth in 2024. We'll have more from its 2024 pre-budget survey. Also coming up, Ghana along with other West African countries to experience shortage of a Kosombo strain of tilapia for close to a year following floods caused by dam spillage. Of them, let me put it that way. Majority of them had been lost to the flood. So, fingerling production within the next year would be affected. Nigeria, Cameroon, Togo, Benin depends upon this sector. Uh, center. Also, tell you how the Food Research Institute is helping tackle post-harvest losses by involving the youth. There are so many crops that are going waste. That tells you that. There's a high post-harvest losses that we are experiencing in Ghana for all the crops that we have in Ghana. So this value addition, this processing, is going to add value to those crops. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este. Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hi, good afternoon. I hope you can hear me. Loud and clear. The mid-year budget revised our real GDP growth to about 1.5%. Okay, 
And then the IMF is also predicting about 1.2% for 2023. But based on the real GDP growth recorded for the first and second quarters of this year, they are averaging 3%. It is our view that if this growth trajectory continues, we would probably be seeing uh, a real GDP growth of about 3%, which is double the 1.5 that we are targeting. Um, if you look at the IMF projection also for 2024, they are looking at about 2.8%, all being, you know, spared by the stability we are seeing now on the IMF inflow that is coming in, and then some other structural adjustments that we are making as a country. This would all spare the growth that we expect um, in 2023 and 2024. Okay. Um, in, in your pre-budget survey, you've also been speaking to businesses about um, the government's tax policies. So what, what are the expectations of the business community? So business community expects the government to have a look at some critical tax handles. Okay. The first one being the e-levy and then the COVID-19 levy. Um, if you look at the mid-year budget revised targets for some of these revenue handles. So the e-levy, for instance, we initially were projecting about $2.2 billion from the 2023 budget. But mid-year, it was revised to about $1.2 billion, which means that there are some kind of uncertainties around how government will be able to achieve that target. So businesses have the view that, look, e-levy is will reduced from the current 1% to a level that would ensure compliance. The other tax handle is the COVID-19 levy, where over 60% were of the view that COVID, you know, is gone. But of course, one would argue that the effect or the impact of COVID is still around, but they expect government to still take a look at COVID-19 levy and see whether it is time for that tax also to go. And so these and then other taxes, including the petroleum levies and all the other taxes that businesses were of the view that 2024 budget should address some of these taxes, reduce the rate so that compliance can be enhanced. And then you get a wider you know, participation in the payment of these uh, taxes. And based on their responses, how negatively have they been impacted by uh, government's tax policies in the 2023 budget? So businesses were of the view that, for instance, those that are, that are using your know, online payment system, you know, and platforms, um, is discouraging consumer spending, okay? So consumers are not really using that platform to do purchases. So um, they, they probably see, if you look... believe that if we look at the e-levy um, as a tax and then reduce the rate, people will start using those platforms as payment you know, platforms. And then the COVID-19 levy of um, 1%, I mean, businesses believe that um, it is time for government to take a look at it again. Because in any case, businesses are struggling to drop revenues, okay, cost, cargo materials, and then the local, you know, inflation 
that we are also experiencing, which is also impacting the cost of local raw materials. So businesses have a double impact, okay, on their cost. And therefore, what they generate as profit is quite low. So um, taxing those level of profit is also impacting them. And they believe that it is time for government to um, take a look at these taxes and see how best they can alleviate the difficulties that businesses are going through. And what do you recommend the government because they are faced with the situation of having to raise revenue, but then they have to think of whether to abolish some taxes or, you know, lower some taxes? So, the, we, we look at two sides. So, not only revenue, we also have to look at the expenditure side, okay? Mm. Because the, these are two different, you know, sides that we have to look at. So, we look at the top line, look at the bottom line. So, um, even though government is caught in a fix, we know that there is already a deficit of 6.4% from the mid-year budget. So government has to fill that gap. Then businesses are saying that, can we also look at expenditure, especially revising the free SHS and see how best we can let um, parents who are capable to finance their children's education in their secondary schools come in to support this instead of doing a proposing certain expenditure items for government to look at. And critical amongst them is the free SHS, where they believe that government should not be the sole financier, and therefore parents may have to come in to support this. So some revenue can be released or some um, you know, um, other um, monies can be made available for other you know, um, financing other government expenditure items. So, Expenditure is one area that businesses are also insisting that government should take a look at in the next year's budget. Yeah, I mean, you brought up free SHS, and uh, a couple of weeks ago we reported that the government was working to rationalize some of these, um, some of these social intervention programs. And like you pointed out, some people feel it shouldn't be the government only uh, sort of funding these social intervention programs. What's your take on that? Yes, so from, from the perspectives we got from business, they also believe that it is not a sole, it shouldn't be the sole responsibility of governments. Of course, government is the one providing that good, and therefore we must have, you know, provide access to education for uh, our teeming youth uh, population. So businesses believe that it is time for government to burden share the cost of education, especially at the free SHS level, at the SHS level. And they believe that there are parents who are capable and willing to pay for their what's education in secondary schools. Look, if parents are able to take care of some, you know, cost at their primary through, you know, JHS, and some send their kids to the private schools where they pay quite significant tuition uh, fees and all that, and academic fees. If parents have that capability or capacity to do that, then they believe that they should be able to support government with this free SHS agenda. So in, in that case, there is funding to support and to widen even more for more people, the vulnerable, for the less privileged to have access to education. And that would come by the government working together with parents to be able to support this uh, noble idea of ensuring free and access to quality education. Remember, it is also impacting one of the sustainable development goals, which is mm. you know access to quality education which is one of the priority uh, goals that businesses believe that in 2020 or government should prioritize. 
there's plenty to cover from your pre-budget survey, uh, Galamsey Climate Finance and Sustainable Development Goals. We're going to try to have you back uh, to discuss that. But for now, thank you so much, Evan Sassari, um, advice, Deal Advisory Partner, KPMG. appreciate the insights you've given us um, ahead of the uh, 2024 thank budget presentation. Thank you. You're watching Thank the marketplace. So now, Ghana, along with other West African countries, will experience shortage of Akosombo strain of tilapia for close to a year. This follows spillage of the Akosombo dam over the past few weeks, which flooded ponds, washing away a bigger chunk of about 14,000 broodstock of the fish at the Aquaculture Research and Development Center of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research. Water Research Institute. Now, senior research scientist at the center, Dr. Antonio Agbeko, disclosed this as stakeholders assess the extent of spillage by the Volta River Authority has done to aquaculture. Tama correspondent Kamianka has the rest of the story. The Aquaculture Research and Development Center, ADEC, of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, Water Research Institute at Akosombo in the Eastern Region supplies the country and other West African countries with a Kosombo strain of tilapia, also known as Oreochromis nilaticus. The center, up until the spillage of the dam, had 14,000 broodstock or parent fish of tilapia at its biosecure area, which was a culmination of work done in close to 30 years. Aquaculture Research and Development Center of CSIR Water Research Institute. Majority of them, let me put it that way, majority of them had been lost to the flood. So fingerling production within the next year would be affected. Nigeria, Cameroon, Togo, Benin depends upon this sector, uh, center for blue stocks. And so you can imagine the extent of damage. The extent of damage is not only about Ghana. The extent of damage would affect the entire West African sub-region and food security issues is at stake because now we don't know how many cages are still intact on the river. We don't know how many fish are still there for us to get tilapia, which is a delicacy for Christmas. According to farm manager at Lee's Farms, which is upstream, Joshua Reynolds Lyon, they will lose over 500,000 cities in the next few months as a result of the flood. You see, due to that, uh, the, the, the fries, they are, not, they are not healthy because of what, what happened. So after we delivered, they, uh, they are having a lot of mortalities and other stuff, and it is costing us a lot. Sometimes you have to do replacement for them. Sometimes you have to talk to them for them to understand. So that is what has happened to us now. Uh, for now, we are doing a little um, fingerling production here, as you can see at the top here. And um, we are doing with the, the grow up, the ones that we sell to the market. So those are the ones we are having now. Okay, so due to what has happened for the next six months, we are going to lose uh, about 500,000 Ghana cities. So that is what is costing us now. Joseph Achu, 
who is into fish farming at Peji downstream says over 200,000 cities of investment is lost due to this village. Oh, we lost, we lost about, we lost a huge money. And if I could get my roughly estimate now, 18 to 200,000 Ghana cities. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the one we were able to, to get from the cage even doesn't reach 10,000. So for now, what 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 we are we are telling our investors because there are some people who help us to get money to invest or to put into the production the Zelapia production. So as it comes like this, we don't know how are they going to fall. And we send them the pictures how the things happens and other things. So we don't know how far it's gonna be because for now there is the pressure. Secretary of the Chamber of Aquaculture Association, John Domozu fears the extent of damage might take forever for these fish farmers to recover. It's so you see that's capital that is eroded. Money is not easy to to come by in this country. So And feed courses what 80, 70, 80 percent of the whole production. Ajika is asking stakeholders, including Ministry of Fisheries. that our key stakeholders like the Fisheries Commission and the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development should come to their aid, should come to their aid with some support to enable these businesses bounce back as soon as possible. We will also encourage them to subscribe for aquaculture insurance because with an insurance product covering their business, an event like this can help them still, you know, be in business. Now, we will also encourage them to start thinking about using durable materials to construct their main assets, especially cages. For these stakeholders, the impact of the spillage has been devastating, and government ought to help affected fish farmers. Kwame Yankes reports for Joy Business. The devastating impact of the Akosumbo Dam spillage on aquaculture there. Now, the Food Research Institute of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, in partnership with ECOWAS, has trained 38 small and medium enterprises in food processing to reduce post harvest losses and ensure that perishable foods are available all year round. Director of the Institute, Professor Charles Toto, uh, indicated that organizing more workshops to train businesses on the importance of value addition and business development will help reduce the unemployment rate. The ECOWAS Youth Program on Food Processing and Business Development is part of a grant scheme 
ECOWAS Youth Policy Strategic Plan of Action, which seeks to mobilize youth to contribute effectively to economic, social, and cultural development and integration. The CSIR Food Research Institute is being funded by ECOWAS to implement the program in Ghana. Professor Charles Toto is the director of CSIR Food Research Institute. You will notice that in the glad seasons in Ghana, there are so many crops that are going waste. That tells you that there's a high pulse harvest losses that we are experiencing in Ghana for all the crops that we have in Ghana. So this value addition, this processing, is going to add value to those crops that we have mentioned this morning that our focus is on. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Macy's holiday deals are going on now. Don't miss great savings on everything you need from hosting essentials to gifts they'll love. Like 40% off designer handbags, perfect for any outfit. 50 to 60% off designer suit updates for him. And get 60% off warm winter bedding for you and your guests. Plus, download the app for even more great holiday deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Then by adding value, we're going to save it and make the food available throughout the season. So this training for our youth is so important. In addition to addressing the challenge of youth unemployment, it's also addressing the high post-harvest losses on our crops that we are experiencing in the country. And by adding value, we tend to save the foods for the lean seasons and when uh, the seasons are off, there will be produce available on these crops. And that is what we are looking for within this training. Principal technologist at CSIR Food Research Institute, Edna Mriku Esel, lauded the initiative. According to her, this is important for salvaging food security crops like cassava. For, for some few years now, cassava has been on high demand because of um, the diversity of its industrial application of the products that is being channeled from cassava. So to me, because of the growing demand of cassava and cassava being a food security crop, when um, these participants are trained in the value addition of the cassava, it's going to help for... The, the growing demand of it and also to help them also have something doing as youth and I'm sure that it will empower them to also help in the development of our country. A participant, Mercy Tete, expressed excitement for the knowledge and skills acquired and shared how she would implement it. Well, I'm here to acquire knowledge as, an, as a recent graduate who has finished her NSS and is home still seeking for job. So as I saw the, uh, the flyer, I decided to embark on this journey to acquire more knowledge on how to um, produce agricultural food into more stable and long-lasting produce. I'll practice more at home and then I'm going to seek help from people, I mean business owners, startup um, sole proprietors, proprietors 
people can also be of help to me as I start with my entrepreneurship journey. The ECOWAS Youth Program on Food Processing and Business Development focused on high-quality cassava flour and curry processing, value addition to fruits, marketing and business development. Now, the Young Investor Network has expressed its commitment to improve financial literacy among high school students. According to its executive director in charge of projects and programs, Joshua Kwe Mensah, organizing the Capital Market Quiz competition amongst senior high schools will be crucial in building good knowledge of financial markets. He spoke to Joy Business at a ceremony to seed competing schools for the semi-final contest. The Capital Market Quiz competition is jointly organized by the Young Investors Network and the Ghana Stock Exchange. The competition, which has been in existence for 10 years, is aimed at promoting financial literacy among high school students. The semi-final of this year's competition will see 16 senior high schools lock on in four competitions for the final four. Joshua Quaymenza is the Executive Director of Projects and Programs at the Young Investors Network. We've been touring the various region. Uh, we started this quiz in Oligwet Accra. We've been doing it for some time, and the Ghana Stock Exchange says that why can't we go to other regions? So we have five regions that we visited, and we've impacted over 10,000 students already and through our national financial education programs. And, and the capital market quiz is part of the program. So we've done the uh, preliminaries where some students won, and in other regions. So today we are here, we have we've balloted uh, for the semifinals and we have 16 schools go to compete for the semifinals. And you can see for yourself, you are able to ballot and in December we are going to do the semifinals and the finals. He explains the impact of the competition. This particular quiz is there to support uh, the nation, raising generational or financial literates. And these young guys are doing very well. What I witnessed in the various regions, it gives me hope that in the years to come, we are going to have a lot of uh, financial literates. We have a target to impact over 5 million uh, youth in Ghana in the next 10 years. We are going to do that. And this is one of our flagship programs. With the help of the Ghana Stock Exchange and Security Exchange Commission, the team from uh, uh, Young Investors Network. We also have the Central Security Depository, uh, UMB, IC, and the rest. They have been supporting this. Rita Boatema, a tutor at the Presbyterian Senior Technical High School, Ebri, had this to say. It's very important because um, it's exposing my student to the financial markets and then the, the ways of financial planning and then investing as well. So they are, they are being they, are, they have been exposed to the practical aspects of the financial markets, which includes the stock exchange and then the others. So they are finding the real-life experience from the um, teachings and then the, the, the topics they've been studying purposely for the, for the quiz. The semi-final contest will take place on December 5th and 6th, 2023. Now, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, Reverend Professor Joseph Obriye-Bamante, has called for the inclusion of entrepreneurship in tertiary education curricula. According to Professor Mante, a conscious effort is required through the educational system to instill the habit of creating de decent businesses after the completion of school. This, he believes, will be key in reducing the high unemployment and dependency rate in the country. He spoke at the 17th Congregation of the Presbyterian University, Ghana.
Founded in 2003, the Presbyterian University Ghana boasts of five campuses and a wide range of tailored undergraduate, graduate, as well as short courses to develop students for the job market. On the occasion of the 17th Congregation of the Institution, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, Reverend Professor Joseph Obria Boamante, explained the need for the inclusion of entrepreneurship in the curriculum of tertiary institutions. Education is supposed to open your mind so that you yourself can take care of yourself and the society. And so I, it really beats my imagination that people will go through universities and do not, I will not learn about entrepreneurship, how to provide jobs. So I, I keep recommending, and I want to say it again, that all universities should have entrepreneurship as part of their general courses that they teach, so that nobody will leave a university now going to somebody, how do I start a job? They should know how to start a job. It is so important to my heart. Otherwise, why should government, why should churches, why should you all put so much money into universities for young people then to become a burden? Universities must learn that we are in a new generation now. He further commended governments for its efforts towards science, technology, and math. The educational uh, system curriculum is emphasizing STEM, S-T-E-M, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And I seriously want to commend the Minister of Education for bringing this great innovation to this country. And, And I really pray that it will really proceed very, very well, because it's a good thing, and I want the whole country to embrace it, notwithstanding whichever government is in power. But there's one thing that I have always been trying to champion. So it has to do with morality. So I wish that the STEM will be S-T-E-M-M, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and morality. So that will not just be STEM, but STEM uh, is important because um, life is such that the highest form of education you can get is moral education. The 17th graduation of the Presbyterian University Ghana saw a total of 557 students graduate in various fields of study, including business administration, law, nursing, mathematics, international development, amongst others. All right, uh, get up to date on all the day's latest uh, stories on our website, myjohnline.com forward slash business. 2024 budget frees new tax exemptions for foreign companies. We introduced road tolls, ESA to government, also city to remain stable against dollar. In near term, $1 equals 12 cities, 1 peso. Uh, those stories and more on our website, myjohnline.com forward slash business. My name is Daryl Carr. We'll see you same time tomorrow. viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.